You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Man City Show, everyone. This is me, Tony Newrosh, keeping the microphone warm for Nigel, who I'm sure will be back next week. So after yet another international break, City are back with a hard-fought but resounding victory in the end against those other champions of Europe, allegedly West Ham. To take a chat through all of that and to talk about our forthcoming games this week and back in the Champions League once more, it's three true blues. It's Nick Goldstein. Hi, Nick Goldstone, even. Hi, Nick. Hi, Tony close enough. It's David Blakeney. Hi, Tony. And it's Spencer Debson. Hi, Spencer. Hi, Tony. So let's start with uh, the weekend's top four clash, as it turned out, game against West Ham. I thought Spencer was a great game of football, apart from anything else, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, it's a great game. I mean, especially now we're being nostalgic about it. Um, I mean, we went in uh, to it with, uh, I was feeling quite positive before the game, um, but with a little bit of uh, healthy um, recognition that West Ham have started very well. Uh, they don't seem to be missing Declan Rice too much. And they have that chap um who City almost bought, but then decided not to, uh, but who's a bloody good player. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean, from the get-go, you know, City were seemed to be sort of uh, purring along. Uh, but, of course, come half-time, uh, we found ourselves 1-0 down. Uh, so the... the um, the hesitation and and sort of slight fear factor comes in to the mature city uh, followers that we are of a certain vintage. Uh, but as the second half uh, came through, uh, it was just a question of time, wasn't it, uh, before we would uh, break through? Uh, and what a way to break through with Doku! I mean, brilliant goal. We'll come on to talk about him at length, I'm sure. Uh, and actually, on another day. Uh, Erling could have, could and perhaps should have had a hat trick, 
but it's a testament to his um, persistence that he always seems to be in the right place at the right time, even hopping over the Bernardo one to, so it wasn't wasn't his sort of thing. Um, and a thoroughly resounding uh, victory, I thought, in the end against a good West Ham team. I think they'll definitely be top half. Uh, and I think that I'm starting to get really quite excited about what City are up to this season. Indeed, Nick. Well, let's let's pick up from there. Spencer mentioned Doku and his goal and overall performance. I think we have to comment on. How impressed were you? Yeah, he, he certainly gives us a really different dimension to our game that we've not had for a while. And I guess there's a bit of um, Mares about him, and maybe a bit of Leroy Sané about him as well. Um, but he's just, you know, a proper quick and tricky out-and-out winger in a way that Jack Grealish isn't. Um, you know, Jack's got a different way of playing and he's got his his pros and his cons, but he, he's clearly just, he's not quite the same player. So he gives us a completely different way of playing. Fair enough. I mean, he's a good old-fashioned winger, isn't he, David? He should have shorts down to his ankles and, and leather boots on, really, shouldn't he? How impressed were you? I'm very impressed. I mean, setting game in, and he's fast, isn't he? Wow. Well, there's two things. He's fast, and he looks like he can cross a ball. <laughs> I mean, you know, Harley must Harley must be thinking this is going to be... we sort of missed that a bit, haven't we? Someone we know who's going to be that... We've missed a bit of speed like that, and we've missed someone who can cross a ball like that. So he sort of ticked some boxes, and wow, <laughs> not bad at all, was he? I mean, it'll take him time. He didn't make one slight error for the goal, but that Pep, you can imagine now Pep giving him and berating him for that one mistake he made as opposed to all the good. But for that very reason, he looks like he's going to be a brilliant player. So bit of a problem now, isn't it, for someone? <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be great, won't it? There's going to be plenty of competition here. But let's let's just focus on, on the game at hand for now. Spencer, OK, Doku, clearly... Well, gets my vote for Man of the Match. Who else impressed you? Well, it was actually quite difficult. I mean, I've uh, posed the question to myself, you know, who are the players who really stood out? And and Bernardo clearly uh, had an excellent game. He is the, you know, our fulcrum provider. Um, Rodri, we ho- we take for granted now because he's become such uh, a world-class uh, holding midfielder for us. Um, totally undroppable. Um, I, I was going to say, I would say Bernardo for the creativity, but it could have gone anyway. I mean, Doku would be the, the popular choice, I suppose. Um, but it, yeah, in terms, in terms of it, the excitement and, and the energy, Doku, but I'm, I'm, I'll say Bernardo. All right. Well, Nick, let's let's just have a few words about Bernardo because I thought I love the guy. He's played just over 300 games for us now. He's got 112 goals and assists combined, split beautifully, 56 each. I mean, the guy just contributes everywhere, doesn't he? And he's a joy to watch. Yeah, he's just a fantastic competitor. He's a lovely guy. He's an incredible player. He scores goals. He makes goals. He holds the ball. He tracks back, makes tackles. Um, He's magic. Well, actually, what I would say is with with Spencer's, you know, who were the the most indispensable on the back of that particular performance, it just goes to show how good everybody was that I'd probably pick at least one or two other 
different players. I think I thought Edison had a fantastic game. And frankly, you know, as good as we were, it could have been very different were it not for at least two superb saves from him. I thought Carl Walker had another brilliant game. I thought Rodri was excellent. I thought Julian Alvarez was excellent as well. Yeah, I mean, for me, David, it was such a pleasure to see City injecting some real pace into the team, both the players we've already talked about, uh, Walker, Doku in particular, Harland. I mean, we've got some some real weapons up there, but it wasn't really Harland's day, was it? To be honest, as you said, he could have had five or six. But I love the guy because, as I think Spencer said, he just keeps going, doesn't he? Um, how impressed were you with him, notwithstanding his, his well, somewhat fluffed lines at times? Well, I've been a bit frustrated because I don't know how someone like that can actually miss those two chances. But he had the same against Sheffield United. He missed a load then. So this season, last season, he's seen whatever he took seemed to go in. This season, if it doesn't get, he has about three or four chances and, he, and it goes in for him. Um, but yeah, he's, well, he's a big player. He's always going to do something, isn't he? And the fact is, we don't really probably notice all the players he pulls to one side, who he scares. But I have to say, just going on, just one minute, except, I don't know what's happened to Walker, but that guy is, he's like unbelievable. He's turned into the most, what can I say? He's turned into a player that was getting berated by his manager in the middle of last season. Then he's started awesome now. He's like, literally, he's got confidence. He's, I've never seen him play so well. His speed, again, is is amazing on top of the others. So I can't help not mention Walker because I think the guy's... I think the responsibility, he's loving every minute of it. He's a proper captain, isn't he? He certainly is. He certainly is. And there's oh plenty God. more coming to the fore, isn't there? Nick, maybe I'll come back to you, if I may, just because you mentioned to me before Alvarez and his role in the team. Now, he had zero assists last season. He's got three already this season, as well as contributing goals. How how do you see him fitting into the team, playing with Haaland, et cetera, et cetera? He's got to play, hasn't he? He's, he's a World Cup winner. I, I, I'm pretty surprised that he had zero assists last last year, to be honest. That, that, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I just can't believe that can be true. <laughs> but I'm sure it is. If you say it is, then it must be true. Must be. Um, I mean, he's... It, it's kind of difficult to almost describe where he plays and what he does now. Um, but he's he's sort of developing into just another critical sort of cog in the in the in the machine that we've got there, which is, you know, five or six players that almost or you know, you can almost rotate any of them in and out of three or four places wherever they play almost. Um, and it just works. Um, and, it you know, it, they each take the pressure off each other. So, you know, it, we're very fortunate that we've got the luxury of of having, you know, Haaland missing one or two chances every week and then popping up and scoring a goal anyway. But it kind of doesn't matter almost when the rest of them are doing the same thing. Because, you know... You know, you're almost you're almost guaranteed that that you're going to get a couple of goals from somewhere. You're just not quite sure where. So Alvarez is is sort of knocking about, kind of in the middle, kind of just behind 
Haaland, kind of in a space in front of Rodri and left of of uh, Phil Foden and and right of Doku. But 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 that's that's kind of it in terms of describing where he is because he's just anywhere in that little hole. And the great thing about him is that he is he he is making chances. I mean, he he, he put that fantastic ball in for Bernardo's goal on Saturday, which was an immense bit of skill and vision. But when he does get the chance to score, um, I may have my blue-tinted specs on a bit, but, you know, you can almost guarantee that he's going to, that he is going to score, that he's going to finish, because he's a brilliant natural goal scorer, I think, in the sort of Aguero sort of mould. Um, and um, so he's he's an, he's enormously valuable, but he goes under the radar. Um, people think he's playing sort of reserve for Haaland, but he's not. Um, and he's being becoming more and more integral. And I think, in the words of, in the words of Pep, in the last day or so, he's almost undroppable. So make of that what you will. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting is that we're almost the ultimate five-a-side team now, aren't we? We don't really bother with positions anymore. It's it's just incredible to watch, and we've got. But you can't really describe his position, can you? Mm. Or can you? No, impossible. Um, but Spencer, let's let's talk about a debutant. Uh, Nunes came on, uh, signed just before the transfer deadline from from Wolves. Had twenty. 25 minutes maybe did he did he do enough to impress you early days i know but what are your early impressions we've we've only seen a couple of 20 minute cameos haven't we so it's i would say it's too early to say uh but i mean based on uh the other players how they've integrated i mean we've we've seen more of nunas in the premier league than we have of the others uh and uh, uh, without question an exciting uh, squad member and it'll be interesting to see actually uh how many minutes he gets and in what situations because uh we've got you know we're starting to now um assemble performances where it's going to be hard to 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 start changing the team around uh you know willy-nilly i mean we haven't even mentioned uh phil foden uh you know yet who's been somewhat of an ever-present this season his ability to take the ball with back or on the half turn um, and then push forward in in one one graceful move is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think I think this is the secret of City's success, isn't it? We've got this fluidity and the especially in the front uh, 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 in the offence, you know, where we can interchange uh, seemingly at will um, and, and 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 still not interrupt our pattern of play. Um, and so you know this really bodes very well for the future. And as regards uh, Alvarez, I think we were sort of struggling last season in a way to have Haaland and Alvarez, and it was one or the other. And how do they work together? Um, but as more and more fixtures go by, I think we realise that they very much can work together. Um, and Alvarez, I think this is his, uh, I'm not say coming out season, but I suspect he'll play an awful lot this season. And uh, you know, we, he was always sort of billed as, you know, instincts of a striker, soul of a midfielder. Uh, not my words, you know, the um, uh, the South American uh, journalist who was um, uh, profiling him before he joined City. And I think we see that now in every game. Uh, absolutely wonderful player. So yeah, we're, 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 we seem to be just just getting into our stride. Indeed, interesting as well. I don't know if you saw before the uh, kickoff, but uh, 
Paqueta went over to the entire city bench and shook them by the hands. Well, uh, you had your chance son, and you blew it. We've now got we've now got Nunes, who, please God, will have a odds? long and successful career. But um, yes, let's just shift our focus to some of the injuries we've had. I mean, we had we had Pep back, and Nick, do you think we've improved in his absence? <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, it was good to see him back. Spent slightly less time marching around the um, his his area, his technical area, and a lot more time sat in his chair. Uh, but yeah, nice to see him back. I think David, it might have actually done him some good to have a couple of weeks off. Uh, probably, I think he's probably fired him up a bit. Um, I must admit, you know, when things aren't going right on the pitch. You really want in there, don't you? <laughs> it showed after forty-five seconds of the second half, didn't it? Yeah. You just feel that when he's there, he makes a difference. He keeps people on their toes, doesn't he? Um, he's an amazing presence, and probably if he said or did nothing, he'd still have a presence, wouldn't he? Mm. He's that good. So, all right, we're at West Ham. Tough place to go. They're a bit up and down, but they they know how to play football. We're we're 1-0 down. Um, just have a talk through that goal we conceded. I mean, yes, we gave the ball away cheaply. Now, we're not we're not ones to apportion blame here, but Spencer, whose fault was it, that goal? Oh, docu-docu-docu. No, it's, it's unfair, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, we, can, we, <laughs> we shouldn't be losing possession. Uh, clearly, West Ham are a very good counter-offensive team. They clearly played the game and set up to counter. Uh, we know from last season that we we are vulnerable sometimes uh, in those sorts of games. Brentford comes to mind. There are a couple of others, weren't there? Um, and it was a swift counter attack, uh, well executed. You could see the bloody thing, on, you know, playing out, couldn't you? As as they sort of went up the pitch, um, it's one of those things. I don't, you know, I think Pep has said to Doku, play the game, you know, be 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 expressive. Uh, and it, it, it happens that you lose possessions sometimes. Shouldn't have done in that situation. He did, and, and we got punished for it on that occasion. I mean, good goal, to be fair, Nick. But if, if we ever do look vulnerable, it's it's on the counter-attack. And if you're any opposition manager, that is, I don't doubt what you would say to your team. Is this just something we have to accept from the way we play and the attacking football we provide? Or do you think we need to tighten up a little there? I, I I think it was a goal that 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 gets scored against a team that was so dominant for the twenty five minutes beforehand um, that there was a little bit of complacency. There were a couple of minor mistakes. Um, there was a little bit of suspect marking in the middle, um, which left Ward Prowse completely on his own. Not quite sure what happened there. But it, I, I, I mean, look, I, I had the the very, very rare luxury of of watching. I, I didn't see the game um, live. I, I heard most of the second half on the radio, um, but then I watched the the full match replay on very early on Sunday morning with the, with the great benefit of already knowing, obviously, that we'd won. So it was a far more relaxing watch. When that goal went in, than it would have been had we been had I been watching it live and been um, tied up or, or rolled up in a ball on the carpet in front of the TV, cursing and screaming as it went in. Um, 
but it's just one of those things and it is it it, it almost gets to the point now where you know it's almost like when you know if if, if Edison screws up or Rodri screws up as he did once or twice last year and with a with a pass out from the keeper and it and it goes wrong and and the, the other team score and you just say well that's you know that's just the price you pay and you get a hundred times better back from that than you know the very very odd occasion when you concede a goal it was just one of those I think um and I wouldn't blame anyone in particular but it was really it was complacency more than anything else yeah I think so David how are you feeling about all of this is it as I say is it a case of we'll always score more than the opposition but we're still a great team to watch, aren't we? Were you were you nervous at that point? Yeah, I was a bit frustrated, yeah, because West Ham have been playing well. I don't know what it is, but we seem to always concede unbelievably good goals. <laughs> you watch all these games, it's a typical thing. We're playing well, we have the possession, we've had about 15 shots by this time. They seem to get one chance and do brilliantly with it. It's like Brentford last season, it happened. It happens again. I think Southampton uh, once someone scored. Every team we've seen to play that we concede a goal like that, you go, they've hardly had a chance in the slip. And when they do, they score amazing goals. And I don't know, <laughs> maybe, I don't know what the correlation is there, but it's it's sometimes a bit frustrating when we've had about twenty chances and not scored any. But yes, I was a bit worried, but I'm I'm feeling a bit better after the first. We haven't played really top opposition yet. It's really going to be the Liverpool, the Arsenal's, and we'll see how we get on then. We're not. I don't think we've been really tested yet, have we? So we might be sort of under false illusion there. We don't know yet. All right. Well, let's just pick up on the injuries. I mean, it shouldn't be forgotten. We've got a number of valued players out, but as we've said, people are stepping up to the mark. Let's just, Spencer, let's start with you. We've, is, it, is it going to be Walker or Stones at fullback going forward? Well, I mean, you know, last season, I mean, Carl Walker had been on the decline about two years ago, hadn't he? All of a sudden, he's um, he's he's, he's Wonder Man. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> Superman. He's our new captain. He's got his new contract. He's probably got a few more tattoos. Um, he's stopping Vinicius. No one can get past him. I mean, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, so you can't see anybody displacing him, uh, particularly not not now having having the, having the captaincy. Um, that doesn't mean that John Stone should be excluded at all. Um, I mean, uh, thus far, it seems that he's favouring Guardiol, you know, picking him very regularly. Ruben Diaz um, is not going to be, he's going to play more than he doesn't. So really between John Stones, Nathan Ake, um, they're going to have to tough it out really, aren't they? But, uh, you know, as this, as the season goes by, um, you know, if we're successful this season, we'll be playing, you know, close on 60 games, maybe more. Um, and I'm sure they'll all be needed. But um, if players are playing well, then John Stones might find it hard to get back in or, or you know, playing every... We'll have to see how it, how it, how it tracks. What about our Jack Nick? Is he going to uh, replace Doku? As you said, very different players, but how's he going to fit them all in? Well, I mean, I think it could be... Look, the first thing is it's in extraordinarily early days. So, you know, it is going to be a 60-odd game season and you know you think we always make the same mistake we forget instantly what happened last year and the year before and the year before that but these seasons are unbelievably long it's it's the middle of september we've got we've got to keep going till may what happens now could be wildly different to what happens december 
February, March and May, and all these players will will get their their chance and they'll all be hopefully in the right place at the right time. Um, I guess maybe Jack Grealish will be having a little bit of a think right now, um, but hopefully, and, I, and I'm sure it's not the case, but hopefully he won't be... Um, he won't be getting upset and getting a little bit bit nervous because he's at the moment at least he doesn't have any reason to. Um, he'll get his chance. He'll play in the games where he's needed. Um, we'll play different formations, different teams, um, and lots of different things will happen over the course of the season. Uh, what is good is that yes, there's an element of competition, and yes, we've got a different option there with a Doku. I mean, that what was fantastic with. Doku is that he scored that that goal was the goal that Jack Grealish has tried to score mm-hmm. 250 <laughs> times over the last two years and has yeah. not yet managed to do once and and it didn't take Doku long to um to, uh, to find the corner of the net so hopefully maybe he'll he'll reflect and learn from that Jack and um come back with uh, a slightly different approach not that he needs to he's a great player all right, and just before we we look forward rather than back, David. Overall impressions: five games in the season, five wins, yeah. Super wow. Cup in the bag. Few injuries, but that aside, wouldn't be going better, could it? Well, testament to Tiki because that guy is a genius. So, if you look at our recruitment in the last three or four years, he has been unbelievable, and the way they negotiate. I thought at the beginning of the season we might lose, we're going to lose Walker, we're going to lose Silver. They've stayed. Then we've gone and signed three or four great players. And you think one minute we're losing all these people, but oh my word, we are really now actually, we've got some great players and now it's a bit of a headache, isn't it, for people? So I'm feeling, I'm feeling we've got a stronger squad than last year now. I think some of our positions, I think uh, some of the guys who come in are really going to make it, you know, we were using Palmer quite a lot last year. And for someone who said they want to leave because they're not getting much game time and gone to Chelsea, yeah, for 45 million, and will also not get much game time. And we've replaced him with the quality we have for not much more money is fantastic. Because I, I must admit, I wasn't a big fan of Palmer to the same level of what we've now got. So actually, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, and listen, it all goes to show you can't buy success, but you can invest in failure. So we'll have a uh, short break, lovely listeners. Uh, We'll have a minute's silence for the uh, title aspirations of our near neighbours from Stratford. And when we're back, we're going to look forward to the Champions League and next week's league game. See you in a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, tomorrow night, we're back in the Champions League. We, as champions, are hosting our first game against Red Star. Um, Spencer, though, let's, let's start slightly controversial though we've always had a slightly difficult relationship with the champions league for various reasons um i don't think any of us who were there can forget the appalling way we were treated in istanbul for which we've not had a proper apology or explanation yet it's been swept under the carpet what sort of reaction are you expecting to the uh, champions league anthem is it going to be a joyous celebration or the biggest boo ever oh i don't know i suppose it'll be will be split there'll be elements of the crowd that will do you know, a bit, bit, bit of booing. Um, I don't think they should, to be honest. I think we've discussed this before. I think we need to move forward, um, albeit clearly there's some ridiculous injustice going on with Rubialis. It was obvious he had to resign, and we haven't even got an apology for the way that um, <clears throat> City fans and the arrangements uh, were for Istanbul and, and various other things prior. So I, I just think that, you know, we, we've got to just start our campaign, be professional, um, we've got, um, I don't want to say a straightforward group, but a straightforward group. Uh, and we just want to put in a competent performance and, and get off to a, to a good start in the Champions League. Nick, any any other thoughts looking forward? Yeah, I mean, no, it should be, it should really be fairly straightforward. Red Star is something like 33 to 1 to win. We're massively odds on. be a huge surprise if we didn't win tomorrow night. Um, and frankly, even if we didn't, you know, then we would still expect to qualify from the group. So um, the group stage of the Champions League now is is for the is really almost a foregone conclusion. Um, as uh, um, as far as we're concerned, I don't say that with any great arrogance. It's just that you know, for that reason and that reason alone, it doesn't light the fires of excitement as much as um, it might do for some other teams. So, you know, we will deal with it. I'm sure we'll play well and I've no doubt we'll win. David, do you expect to see any any different, I mean, tactics or anything from Pep in the Champions League this year or is it just business as usual? No, I just think it's business as usual, to be honest. I think Pep's every game he knows what he's doing, doesn't he, how to play it. Uh, we tend to play quite well in these uh, this qualifying round, don't we? We always seem to get a few goals. I think it's good for the players. Gets a, hopefully Harlan can bag a few. So yeah, no, it's good in that way. But just back to what Spencer said, I would like to say one thing. Uh, I am quite angry that no one at UEFA is responsible for what happened to City or to Liverpool the year before. And I, if I was in the crowd, I would certainly boo. Because I think it's a disgrace. Yeah, if someone got hounded out for all the right reasons, why are the other people not being hounded out who've caused such a danger? You know, it's been reported that lives were in danger at some point, especially even even last year and the Liverpool time. What? Where's the justice? Why is that not happening? So I'm a bit anti UEFA. Yeah, well, I will be there tomorrow night and I will be booing. And I think, as you said, it was frankly a miracle that no one was killed in Istanbul and no one was killed the year before. And UEFA need to take responsibility for that. But anyway, let's hope for a good, safe competition. And Spencer, how far do you think we can go this year? Are we are we, are we going to do back-to-back Champions Leagues? Of course we are, Tony. Of course. <laughs> 
we we would expect to get at least through to the semis, wouldn't we? Um, we'll have to see how it gets on. I don't think there's many teams or any teams playing too much better than us at the moment. I mean, obviously, Real are the obvious threat. Bellingham's uh, taking that one by the scruff of the neck. Um, I'd expect us at least to get to the semis. Nick, quietly confident? Um, well, yeah, I think you have to be. I think just the the way that the club is run now from top to bottom is so good and is so, you know, so far ahead of most other clubs um, that, you know, our expectations are to get to the semi-finals. There's no doubt about it, at least. And then, you know, we'll, we'll probably be, we are the favourites to win. We'll probably be the favourites in every game that we play. It doesn't mean that we'll we that we that we are going to win it, of course. Um, but you know the finals at Wembley, so that would be sensation. Um, and you know it really does feel like the monkey is off our backs now after winning it. Um, the tension just you know won't be there in the same way that it was. Um, and hopefully, you know we've had so many bad experiences in that competition and frankly you know almost every game we've lost six or seven years we shouldn't have lost really that you know we own we 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 need to just be consistent we need to avoid some terrible luck some terrible decisions um but yeah we'll with our expectations are now that we we should at least uh reach the semis and only and only then will it get you know really really sort of uh, nervy, I think, and then anything can happen. But there's there's every reason to believe that we'll, we should get to the final again this year. David, just quickly, who do you see as our main rivals in this competition this year? I think Real Madrid, definitely. Bellingham's made a huge difference. Mm. So they are, again, the one to watch. Um, Bayern, I'm not quite sure how they're going to play this year, but I think uh, Kane will make a difference. And, of course... You know, uh, one one year Paris Saint Germain might actually <laughs> do it, uh, but I think their problem at the moment is they don't play in a competitive league, and that's their problem. So, uh, yeah, listen, it's all 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 about on the night, isn't it? It is. All right, chaps, almost out of time. So we've got Forest to look forward to this weekend. Um, hopefully Pep will have a, a few players back and fit and raring to go. So look, let's just, let's just have your predictions. Surely, surely Spencer, it's an easy three points, isn't it? Forrest prediction. Easy, easy, easy. When, um, three, one, three, one, Nick. Ireland's got to hit form again sometime. I'm sure it'll be this weekend. We've got so much more than they have we can the only team that's going to beat us is us and complacency uh 4-0 four 4-0 nil. Four nil. well they did take a point off us last year didn't they so david what are you going Just for at home if i'm honest i'm a 3-1 man as well 3-1 okay so two big games to look forward to Let's hope for two wins. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me, Spencer, Nick and David. Thank you to all of you at home for listening. And no doubt we will see you next week. See you then. Thanks, Neville. Goodbye.
If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.